Welcome back to Ink Spill, a podcast where hosts Abby Rubish and Avani Rai take turns inviting community staff to spill on all things NCHS. Now, the recent failure to pass Unit 5's tax referendum leaves the district's economic status in limbo, as the district announced it would not be making decisions regarding our budget until January. Unaddressed, the district's debt will force millions of dollars worth of cuts in the upcoming school years, and trouble is brewing for non-academic enrichment opportunities. I'm Avani Rai, and today, for Inkspill's third episode, I'm asking business teacher Ms. Tara Pendleton, who has spent 18 of her 21-year teaching career here at Community, to spill on the enrichment activities she sponsors and their impacts on students at our school. How's it going, TP? It is great, AR. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It only works. TP just rolls off the tongue, you know? Um, why, and Now, Ms. Pendleton, why did you decide to become a teacher? Um, Well, I originally um, actually wanted to be a pediatrician um, when I was younger, and um, I realized probably around high school age that I enjoyed the idea of working with children, but I did not really like the medicine Mm -hmm. part. Not Definitely not enough to go to school for that long. So um, I shifted over to wanting to still do kind of a helping career um, as a teacher, and I had always enjoyed school and connecting with my teachers. So um, that was a pretty easy um, transition. I originally thought I was going to be a math teacher. And then um, I took a couple of business classes. um, And I realized that I enjoyed um, that application process of the math. So I shifted over into business education. For sure. That's awesome. And you might have to think a little farther back for this one. But when did you graduate with your degree? I think I know where we're going. We're going here in the 1900s. Um, I um, graduated from high school. And then in 2001, I graduated from Illinois State um, with my bachelor's degree. And then I believe 2008 was with my master's degree. Okay. And after graduating, you taught at Gridley and then El Paso for a few years. When did you start teaching here at Normal Community? I started at Normal Community in 2006. Wow. I was six months old. (laughs) I love I love your math skills there. Nicely done. <laughs> All right. And now, Ms. Pendleton, what clubs or organizations have you been the sponsor of here at Community? Um, when I first was here, I wanted to start an FBLA pretty much right away. But our principal at the time encouraged me to hold off and you know, focus on classroom things. Um, so a couple years after that, um, the assistants, each position became available. I took that and I did that for several years. And then um, I started our FBLA chapter, I think, in 2011. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, I'm also the coordinator for the freshman mentoring program. Yeah, wow. And what interested you about sponsoring activities? I, um, I enjoy the classroom, but it is not um, the best way, I feel like, to get to know my students. You know, I feel like I can, I can get a piece of them, but I don't really get to know them as whole human beings. Mm -hmm. And um, I find it a lot more fun and interesting to work with them, especially once I've seen them outside of the classroom. And then even the kids that aren't in those clubs, just seeing them interact a little more authentically with the kids in my class lets me get to know those kids well too. Yeah, definitely. And looking at the list of positions that you hold currently here at Normal Community, in addition to being a business teacher, and you mentioned a few of these, but you're the advisor of Future Business Leaders of America, the Freshman Mentorship Program Coordinator, the SAT Coordinator, and work with the Credit Recovery Program. That's a lot. Which of these activities would you say are the largest? 
um, as far as student population yeah. or um, definitely the FBLA and the FMPs. So um, credit recovery is split amongst many teachers. So usually I have a smaller caseload with 10 or 12 students. And then SAT, even though I get to see the students, I don't really interact with them. It's it's more just a lot of paper shuffling and paperwork. Yeah, for sure. And so you mentioned FBLA and FMP specifically. Could you provide a brief overview of those activities? Yeah, definitely. So FBLA is Future Business Leaders of America. It is a career and technical organization that focuses on leadership skills. Um, it definitely it has the word business in it, but that's just one small aspect of the things that we do. Um, FBLA is kind of hard to explain. We do a lot of stuff, um, so it sometimes is hard to get the point across of all the different types of things that we do. But uh, we focus on volunteering, social activities, competitive events, mm -hmm. and professional development. Yeah. And then FMP? FMP is the Freshman Mentoring Program. Um, it is a focus of near-peer mentorship between our upperclassmen and our freshmen to help them transition more smoothly from the junior high setting to the high school setting. Okay. And FMP, I believe it was cut for some time or the form changed a little bit. Can you talk to me a little bit about that process and why it was brought back in this form? Yeah, absolutely. So originally um, I was part of FMP as a homeroom teacher. It used to be called, at that point it was called ROCKS, Reaching Out, Connecting Students. Mm -hmm. I was um, a homeroom teacher. The structure was actually quite similar to what it is now. Um, and then I moved on to being a director. And that's a person that kind of just helps with the mentors and teaching them how to best mentor our freshmen. When it was cut, um, it was gone for several years. And there was a concern, especially um, with the shifting with COVID and everything to making sure that we were able to reach these freshmen that, you know, were going to be lacking some of those school skills and those social emotional skills. So they brought that back and the structure is pretty much the same, but this time um, I was able to move into the position of coordinator that coordinates the curriculum for it. Yeah, for sure. And how many students are members of these groups? So FBLA um, this year has a little over 120 members. Mm -hmm. Usually it fluctuates within about 10 or 15 members from there. And FMP, uh, we have um, just under 600 freshmen. Mm -hmm. And then for the actual mentors, it's about 105 right now. Yeah. And beyond the students who are directly involved, and you already mentioned a little bit about how freshmen are impacted, but what does the overall impact of these programs look like? So could you maybe quantify for us or give us a general idea of how many people are impacted by the activities that FBLA conducts and then the same thing for FMP? Yeah, definitely. So FBLA, um, you know, our, obviously our main focus would be our members, so those 120 students. But we try to do a lot of volunteering and reaching out to the community. So, you know, I don't even think I could give you a number. Um, we work with most of the elementary schools with their supply kit programs. We provide childcare. Um, right now they're doing Salvation Army bell ringing. Um, so just lots of outside volunteering. Also their connections that they have with other students from other schools. Mm -hmm. So um, as we go to conferences, that, you know, ripple effect is pretty huge. Um, for FMP, you know, it's a little bit smaller, but our hope is that it also has that ripple effect. So as our upperclassmen 
um, are gaining those skills in order to be mentors that they can use later in life. Our freshmen are also gaining um, that connection, which we hope will impact them as they move forward as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And could you describe to us how non-academic involvement in school impacts those students? So I think that a lot of this comes down to the fact that not everybody is a school kid. You know, not everybody enjoys the classroom environment or all of their classroom environments. Um, So I think these non-academic opportunities give them a chance to connect, give them a chance to find the things that they care about, give them to find out the things that they don't care about, which is, you know, just as important in my viewpoint. Um, And it also allows them to take those skills that they're learning in their classes and bring them out into the real world. Yeah, that's awesome. And is there anything with FBLA or FMP coming up that you're excited for? Um, For FMP, my most exciting thing coming up is the shift over to the new semester. Mm -hmm. Um, We found in the previous years that um, the first semester, you know, kind of everybody figuring out what they're doing, figuring out those connections. And sometimes that can be a little rough. Um, and second semester, everybody just kind of starts to to get it yeah. and um, connect. And our mentors tell us each year that they tend to enjoy that second semester a lot more. So I'm excited oh. for that, that transition kind of to a more authentic um, connection between them. Yeah. And then for FBLA, we are starting our competitive season. So at the beginning of the year, we focus a lot on volunteering and uh, social and professional development. And our competitive season will start in January. We'll be hosting our central area conference here at Normal Community. Right back home. Yep. And so we will um, be here and then moving on to state and then eventually nationals in Atlanta this year. Yep. Big dubs to come, big dubs to come. Um, And what is the time commitment like for you um, with each of these programs? So for FMP, um, usually I can get most of the items done during during the school day, during my um, time that is allotted to that um, through my schedule. Um, Obviously, sometimes some things need to be taken care of, like purchasing items and, and things like that. For FBLA, it varies pretty heavily on when we are in our season, you know, which mm-hmm. portion of the year we're in. Um, but there are, you know, significant hours outside of school. And that's the type of organization where um, it kind of is what you make of it. Um, we have a very ambitious board um, that you are that you are um, the head of. So they are, um, you know, we're always looking for new opportunities and obviously um, as the sole advisor, that means that I have to be there for those. Yeah. So um, that's obviously fulfilling, but definitely time consuming. Mm-hmm. And I think it also is important to note that FBLA runs. It's not just something that starts and ends with the beginning and end of the school year, because we do. I mean, nationals, right. SLW, and then supply kids to take up summer. Well, the whole summer. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and so you mentioned that FMP is part of your contractual teaching load, but for FBLA, compensation for the time that you invest in enrichment opportunities every week comes out at just $481 for the entirety of the year, which is cents per hour. And you're a business teacher, so you know that that doesn't make much financial sense. Why then do you continue to devote so many hours to FBLA? Yeah, definitely. Um, if I were going to teach this in my budgeting unit, this would not be um, you know, the, the return on investment that you would usually look for. Um, but I think that it, for me, 
it comes down to a lot of the things that I've already said about um, it makes the rest of my job more fulfilling. Um, I was an FBOA in high school. I still have a connection with with my advisors and with a lot of those um, individuals. And, you know, I've kind of made a family out of out of those group of people. Um, I feel the same way about my former students. Several came to a conference that we just had that we hosted here in Normal. And, um, you know, I was able to bring them back as alumni. And it was nice to be able to see them and interact and see how they're doing. So, you know, sometimes the um, items that maybe don't get the compensation, you know, are the ones that bring the enjoyment. Yeah, for sure. And now with the recent failure to pass our referendum, we know that activities like FBLA and FMP are at risk of being cut. What do you think this will mean for the extracurricular opportunities provided by Unit 5? So that's a really hard one. You know, we don't know anything more than the public knows mm-hmm. um, as far as what's coming next. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine that it will be good no matter what it is. Um, unfortunately, whatever is cut will be a detriment to our students. So it will be opportunities that are lost, whether that's in the classroom or that is with extracurriculars or with sports. Um, you know, these the point of all of these is to make you well-rounded and mm-hmm. to give you all the opportunities so that you can become um, successful and a full person as you as you move out into the real world. And we're going to be lacking those. It'll also make it hard for our students to be competitive yeah. with students from other schools that have those opportunities. For sure. And can you tell me a little bit more um, on that topic? Why do you think it's important to provide these enrichment opportunities or, di- or additional opportunities for our students? Um, what we do in the classroom is so important, um, but it's just a base of all of the other things that you will do in your real life. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these other opportunities, um, allow you to apply the things that you've learned, but it also teaches you teamwork. It teaches you to be part of a community. It teaches you to, um, you know, work well or lead others, um, and, while we can do that a little bit in the 50 minutes that we have you every day, um, it just is not the same as those larger opportunities. The point of all of these is to make you well-rounded and mm-hmm. to give you all the opportunities so that you can become um, successful and a full person as you as you move out into the real world. And we're going to be lacking those. It'll also make it hard for our students to be competitive yeah. with students from other schools that have those opportunities. For sure. And can you tell me a little bit more um, on that topic? Why do you think it's important to provide these enrichment opportunities or or additional opportunities for our students? Um, What we do in the classroom is so important, um, but it's just a base of all of the other things that you will do in your real life. Mm -hmm. You know, the these other opportunities um, allow you to apply the things that you've learned but it also teaches you teamwork. It teaches you to be part of a community. It teaches you to, um, you know, work well or lead others. Um, And while we can do that a little bit in the 50 minutes that we have you every day, um, it just is not the same as those larger opportunities that we have in these extracurriculars. Yeah, definitely. And could you tell us a little bit more about some of the experiences, opportunities, or achievements that involvement in, for example, an organization like FBLA has provided students that you've seen? Yeah, so um, obviously with the competitive events, we have the ability for our students to like practice those skills, um, receive honors. 
um, go to nationals and be on a big stage and, and, and show off the things that they have. Um, but a lot of what they're receiving is that networking um, and the ability to experience things that they wouldn't have otherwise. So, you know, for example, when we travel, you know, I have students every every year that have never stayed in a hotel before. So, you know, now we have to, you know, talk about the logistics of travel, um, getting to meet people from other schools from all over the country. Yeah. Um, we have a former student who ended up being a roommate with uh, another student that he met through FBA at another school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that wouldn't have that connection likely would not have happened. So having those opportunities to, you know, the learning is important, but also just that interaction and those experiences outside of the academics. For sure. Definitely. And it's obvious. I mean, just having this conversation with you and I can speak to it myself that these activities leave an invaluable impact on students. What about you? What do you enjoy most about being a sponsor? Um, so there's there's a lot of things. Um, I think the thing that I enjoy the most is um, the connections that I gain with the members mm-hmm. um, and also with the other adults that are part of the organization, just like you don't see their real personality come out in class sometimes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the adults. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to be able to see, again, that, that whole person. Um, but one of the things that is most exciting to me is when I see those individuals out later um, and I can see, you know, them as a, a adult yeah. and, you know, the experiences that they gained and the fact that they can still, you know, like tell me specifics about <laughs> stuff that happened yeah, during that time. For sure. And as you look back at your 18 years teaching at community and numerous years serving as an advisor, what memories stand out about your time as a sponsor? Well, there, there are a lot. So, um, I would say, um, all of the travel, Mm -hmm. um, are going, you know, is going to be the big ones because those, um, kind of stand out and we spend like lots of quality time with, um, all of our groups. Um, our first nationals that we ever went to in San Antonio, we had three students. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember on that trip uh, going to a restaurant that somebody had told me was like Ed DeBevick's and it was sarcastic and people would, you know, joke with us. And then as we sat down, I realized that was not what this restaurant was like. Mm-hmm. And it was a little a little more um, inappropriate than I had had thought it would be. Um, and so I've actually talked to one of those students who is now 15 years out of high school. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I can still remember your face. <laughs> you know, when that happened. Yeah. Um, I remember, um, going to the mall of America with a large group for our fall conference mm-hmm. and uh, mall of America has a curfew for anybody under the age of 16. So you have to be like walking with an adult. Okay. And so we thought, you know, as long as they were in proximity, um, we would be okay. And um, they kept on putting our kids in mall gym, <laughs> is what we called it. Oh my goodness. Um, so I was, I got a lot of steps in that day uh-huh. getting um, 16 year olds out of mall, mall jail. jail, which was literally sitting on a bench next to a mall cop um, waiting That's really to funny. be picked up. But, you know, all of the formal things uh-huh. are, you know, obviously the highlights, the the seeing a, a member that has 
works so hard and then gets these accolades and and it all pays off in the end. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the real moments where you just get to see um, them acting like kids, yeah. you know, just having fun and uh, not, you know, showing that difference between them being able to be, you know, successful young adults yeah. and still being able to be fun yeah. and, and hang out. For so, sure. Awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that's a line you walk very well, being a professional <laughs> and then also TP. I, I try. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, but that's real life. Yeah. Wanting to be um, professional and doing all the things that are good for you and for all the other people around you. But um, what's the point if you're not having any fun with it? Yep. That's awesome. And finally, you've had a ton of experience as a teacher here at Community, as well as working with students and staff in a variety of different programming. I want to know what you think it means to be an Ironman. Wow, that means it means a lot of things. Um, To me, I think um, some of it goes back to that, you know, that iron sharpens iron. Um, We take care of each other. The part that is really important to me about that is we're all so different Mm -hmm. and we all bring such different things, but yet we still have each other's back and we still make each other stronger, even with those differences. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's something we can all keep in mind. All right. Well, that is all we have. Thank you very much for tuning in to the third episode of Inkspill. And thank you, Miss Pendleton, for everything you do here at our school and for being our guest. We very much enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Of course. Hashtag FBLA gang for life. Hashtag dubs only.